Chapter 12. Follow the process with others. This story, A Meeting Without the Minds, gives us understanding that innovation done with excessive influence of ego is doomed to fail. A Meeting Without the Minds. Looking up from his newspaper, Harry pointed out a headline to me. It was a story about an upcoming series of meetings of a major corporation's top management team. Harry shook his head and said, I sure hope their meetings are more productive than the ones we hold at our place. What do you mean, I said. You should see our senior management team in action, he said. There are eight of us, all function heads, all very well educated and capable. Lots of diverse experience. Most came on board having stood out as hotshots in other companies. But instead of getting the benefit of this broad range of experience, all we ever seem to do is jockey to look good. Tell me about it, said Alice, rolling her eyes. We have the very same problem at our place. Harry continued, When we're working on a tough problem, we don't really think for ourselves. We just tell the president what we think he wants to hear. It's the easy way out. Nobody wants to rock the boat when the president already seems to have a solution in mind. And even if we disagree among ourselves, we usually manage to sound like we're agreeing. If someone challenges what someone else said, they back down right away. And another thing he went on, none of us wants to show any signs of weakness. It's like those new engineers locked up in their labs. Everybody wants to appear strong, confident, knowledgeable. Nobody wants to confess to having any functional problems. So nobody ever asks for help from their teammates. And of course, they never get any. The whole purpose of teamwork to begin with, Alice said. Exactly. Instead, we're like competitors, each trying to outdo the other in front of the boss. I'm sure we could be contributing so much more, but we never do. And I'm sure we're not the only people in the company with this problem. In other words, meetings could be much more productive if only people knew how to behave in them, I said. I guess another way of putting it is that they lack the process skills they need to work in groups. They know a lot about what they're talking about in a meeting or the content, but they aren't very good at the process or the how of talking about it. Harry said that kind of sums it up. What versus how, that's the key, right? Here's a summary of the learnings that we can derive from this conversation. Beyond solving individual problems, you can use the process and process skills to improve teamwork and informal interactions with coworkers. Meetings are really a mechanism for solving problems with others. No matter what its content, a successful meeting requires participants to employ a common process and process skills. There are specific roles to play and a defined meeting structure. A successful meeting consists of three phases. Plan, meeting, and debrief. Successful meetings require participants to fill three different roles. An owner, the person who owns the problem. A participant, people who help the owner. And a facilitator, a person who stays out of the content and guides the participants through the process.